All right. Well, welcome back to Refocus with ARA. My name is BJ Matthews, and I am joined today with our Director of Communication, Megan Anthony. Hi there. And we've got a very special guest with us today. We have a realtor from Colwell Banker, RPM Group in West Little Rock. She is currently the District 4 Vice President for the Association. We've got Stacy Hamilton in the house. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Stacey, I'm so stoked you're here with us. It has been a joy having you on the executive committee and getting to work with you and now getting to do a whole podcast episode with you. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. I'm so excited. So we ended up here today because Stacy posted a very interesting article on her Realtor Facebook page, which if you aren't following it, Stacy Hamilton-Realtor. Um, it's called The Housing Market is Worse Than You Think. And it was a New York Times article and I immediately clicked on it because, you know, I nerd out about yeah. stuff like this. <laughs> um, but we've seen a big shift in the industry in the past, how many months would you say, Stacey? I, I would say within the last two, it's been, it was like a switch was flipped. It's yeah. been crazy. It's been wild, especially from the last two years. Yeah. So Stacey, let's talk with a, a little bit about you. How long have you been a realtor? I've been a realtor for 15 years. I got my license in 2008. Oh, wow. wow. What a good year to a really good year for real estate. Yeah. <laughs> You thought, well, it's upside down. Why not hop in? I had no idea. I walked out of real estate school. I was like, I got this new shiny license. And I walked into the, my broker's office and he was like, do you know what the real estate market's doing right now? I was like, no. You're like, no, let me, let me in on the secret. What's I had no choice at that point. I was like, well, we're going to make the best of this. That was me walking out of my, my classes right as the pandemic hit. Yeah. yeah. But in, in, in contrast, it was a great time to hop into the industry for the pandemic. <laughs> Um, okay. So, you know, talk to me kind of what the industry was like when you hopped in. What was, what were things like back in 2008? Oh, it was so slow. It was so slow. I, there's a house in West Little Rock that I drive by all the time. I had it listed for three years, <gasps> three years. Like it sat on the market. It for sat three years. on the market, three years of open houses, three wow. years of talking to the seller saying like, it's okay. Hang in there. It's okay. Maybe we need to repaint the living room. You know? <laughs> That'll do it. it. It's the contrast between 2008 and what we've been through. is just, it's night and day. It's, wow. it's unreal. Yeah. But, yeah, back then you got into it for the long call. Every listing were year-long contracts when we listed them. Wow. And for buyers, it was, you know, we're it, this is going to take a while for us to find the right house. Mm -hmm. Wow, so Bless. was it wow. common for houses to sit for that long? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wow. Absolutely it was. Not oh. 3 years necessarily, but right. the one-year listing yeah. agreement was I bet every agent in town was signing one year. And what are your, agreements. what are your listing agreements now? What's the length you do? Four months. Oh, usually. Say, you're definitely not doing a year long. <laughs> no. Well, that's four great. months is, well, has been mm -hmm. too long, but yeah, now I'll probably go back to about six months. That's and so bad. for, for newer agents, what, what makes you not want to have a listing sit on the market for that long? What's, what's going on when a house sits too long? Like, what do you think the consumers are doing? It's the pressure to perform for that long. I mean, you've got to stay on top of it. You've got to stay innovative. You've got to keep the house fresh and mm. keep people looking at it and keep bodies coming through and showing it and coming to open houses. Right. So it's it's a lot of pressure to really do a good good job for your mm -hmm. sellers and be creative. Yeah. Gosh, I can't even imagine that. I was about to say the same thing. I can't even imagine that either. And you're just so positive about it. You're like, we got this. We got this. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to be. Good. <laughs> It's all good. It's only been a few years. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So 2008 was a fun start. Talk to me about the last three years. Cause oh I know the market God. in late 2019 really, really took a flip. That was insane. All of a sudden we're like Denver, Colorado or LA. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never imagined as a central Arkansas realtor, I would see multiple offers the way we did the pricing that buyers would pay so much over oh, yeah. list price as they were. Uh, no inspections or no repairs on the front end. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. it was crazy. And as a realtor, we had to be on and ready to go at all times, seven days a week. Didn't matter what family event you had going. If a buyer wanted to see a house and it just came on the market, you had to go. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, they were they were off the market within a day or two. Absolutely, mm-hmm. they were. If that long. And the buyer would lose that opportunity. And of course, that's the one they think was the perfect house, right? right? Yeah. So, I mean, you had to... It's always you had the one to that go. got away. <laughs> our patients, our, our patients, our families, our friends all had to just be really patient with us yeah. and say, you know, go for it. This isn't going to last forever. Were you seeing a lot of like cash over oh, yeah. offers? Oh, yeah. yeah a lot of rental $40,000, $50,000 cash over. I mean, just oh, that's nice. nuts. <laughs> that nuts. is wild. But there that- were so many times that, you know, dual agency is something we can do in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But there were several times these last two years where I would not agree to dual agency. I would represent the seller on the listing, but I wouldn't represent the buyer mm-hmm. because I couldn't say in two years, I could look that buyer in the face and say, you paid a good price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, that's something I didn't even consider. I didn't either. Yeah. So things have slowed down a little bit now. Yes. Things have, have leveled out. And a lot of people think it's because of the rise in interest rates. Because what, what kind of interest rates were we seeing 2019 through 2022? Oh, we were at 3%. We even got down to 2.75. Which is unheard of, kind of. Unheard of. I had a client recently who told me she had an interest rate of 1.9 on her house. Tell her she better not sell. No. <laughs> she just bought a new house and she's renting out the old one. Oh wow. Gosh, yeah, don't get rid of that 1.9. Uh, do you think do you think it is because of the interest rates going so high that slowed things down a little bit? Absolutely, I think it is. Now the buyers in the market have to buy a house. Mm-hmm. They're expanding their families. They're downsizing their families. They need to buy, but those people who were just interested in the really good deal are picking up the investment properties. They're not in the market now. Yeah. Um, so you're not seeing as much competition on listings now. Not at all. I did an open house last weekend and only two groups came through the open house and that's back to normal. Mm -hmm. That's how open houses usually are. A year ago, I'd have 200 people show up at an open house. It was a cattle call. It was crazy. (laughs) Just pushing through. Yeah. Nuts. (laughs) Um, So with the, you know, there was a lot of competition in the market, which really drove house prices mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're still going to see house prices on the house prices on the rise? Or do you think house prices are going to start going down now that interest rates have skyrocketed? They're going to start going down. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a minute. Sellers are still a little cocky coming out of these last two years. Of course. So their, their initial price points are high. And so I think in the next two months, two and a half months, we'll see more of a decrease in pricing That's right good. now. They're still coming in pretty high. Okay. So what, what, uh, what challenges do you think come along with that for the local markets in Arkansas? Uh, you know, the challenges for the local market will be again, sellers adjusting to they, they've missed their opportunity. Mm-hmm. Them realizing, you know, we should have done this before and then being patient with what it's like now. Yeah. Um, buyers are, are able to negotiate more. 
So they've got, they finally have a little bit more stronger position yeah. than they've had for a while. And in that sense, they're going to get a little bit cocky because <laughs> the last couple of years, it's been the sellers, you know, making the demands and yeah. now the buyers will have an opportunity to have their say. When you say buyers are able to negotiate a little more, what do you think agents should be looking at when they're representing the buyers to put into contracts to make their offers more competitive? For buyers, I still don't think we've got I still don't think we're in a place where we are asking for closing costs at this point. You know, previous to 2019, just about every buyer was getting their closing costs covered. Yeah. We're not there yet. We're in recovery from that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But inspections are important. Buyers are going to be more picky on their inspections and the condition of the home. Now that they're having their monthly payment is so much higher. Mm -hmm. They don't have the money to replace the floors, to take the wallpaper down or replace the air conditioner now. So that's all going to be more important to them. A seller having their house in really good condition is going to be more important now than it has been. Mm -hmm. What kind of conversations do you think agents should be having with sellers of the homes as they're going to list them so that the sellers are prepared for the realities of the market now compared to a few years ago? Yeah, so I think that's really just preparing them making it crystal clear. This is not six months ago. This is not last year. It won't sell overnight more than likely. Mm. I need you to be patient with me, but also as the seller, we've got to put your best foot forward. We've got to make sure the landscaping's always in tip top shape. Mm -hmm. The house is always clean. Make it available when that buyer wants to see it. You make sure the buyer can get in to see it. You don't say no, let's try tomorrow. Now we need to make it available to capture that buyer. That's a good point. So, um, you know, with the, with the change of the market, there comes a change in the way you have to do business and the way that you're attracting clients and marketing yourself. What, uh, what kind of things have changed in the way that you do business over the last three years to now? What are you looking at for the next you know year to come? What you're doing to keep your name out there? So one thing that I think is our big shift from the last two years. I always say there's four real estate groups out there that are your primary groups. They're your people getting married, they're your people having babies, your people getting divorced, and then there's people who have experienced death. And so that's the group that we have right now. We always talk about staying in contact with your sphere, but truly now it's going to be more important than anything because those people in your sphere that are doing one of those four things, you want them to call you. There's not near as much business out there as there has been the last two years. So really taking care of your sphere, making sure you're aware of where they are in life and when they may need your services is going to be top priority. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> okay, I want to transition talking uh, transition back to kind of talking about being a buyer's agent. Mm-hmm. And over the last few years as a buyer's agent, you were basically just telling them, bring your highest and best. You know, that's, that's basically what you've got to do. <laughs> How does the strategy change as a buyer's agent in the current market? versus what you were doing a couple of years ago in terms of preparing the buyers for what they're up against now. Yeah. So before with buyers in the last couple of years, we'd sit down and be like, what do you want? 
and they'd give me this list of like specific and I'm like, okay, so a three bedroom, two bath, right? Okay. Like <laughs> that's as much <laughs> opportunities you have to make demands. And it was like, how much money do you have and where can we find more? Um, now it's not that our, our conversations really have to be focused on financing though. Because a buyer's idea of what they can afford is very skewed right now Mm -hmm. with those interest rates going up. Some of the old calculators are giving them wrong numbers. Some just information they've collected in their head is is mostly incorrect. They're not realizing how much that interest rate really does affect them and how much more expensive the house is. So we're having to bring some price points down and really, you know, those financial conversations are very serious right now. Are you still seeing people who have to sell their homes be kind of pushed out of the conversation of offers whenever you look at contingencies and things like that on contracts? Is it a little more forgiving now? You know, I think a contingency has a better opportunity right now. Well, contingencies, we couldn't get them through the last two years, but we should have been because every house was selling. Right. Now... There's, we still are very, very low inventory. It's a weird place. Like in 2008, we had all the listings in the world. There just weren't that many buyers. Now we have no listings and we have no buyers. Mm-hmm. It's a really quiet place. Um, so I think a contingency has a better opportunity now because there are few houses on the market. With it being so quiet, what do you think agents can be doing to help generate some business for themselves? How do you convince someone that now's the time they need to sell, now's the time they need to buy? Yeah, so that is what I think is the most important part. And that's what I took from the article is how this affects agents. I think this is fine for homeowners. This market's going to be fine. Everybody just bought a house in the last two to three years. They all have cheap interest rates. They're going to sit still. They're good. The buyers out there, there's low inventory, so they're going to find a new home. It's just that we have so few of both of those things. So it's agents that are going to be struggling. Agents and lenders are going to have to work hard for that business. And again, being out there, talking to your people, recognizing who's going through life changes, who may need to step up in a house or step back to a smaller house and giving them the information they need so that they make good decisions. And they realize that the opportunity is out there. The media is very doom and gloom. If you're watching the news and if you're pregnant and you want a bigger house and you're watching the news, you're thinking, oh, this is a terrible time. I I shouldn't go do this. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. People buy houses at seven and a half percent. My first house was seven and a half percent. Your price point might be a little bit lower, but there's the opportunities there. We're still going to be doing business. It's not going to come as quick as it was. Um, but certainly, you know, really honing into the people, you know, and taking care of them and watching when they need to make a change and making sure they have the right information that the opportunity is still there. And what do you think the best avenue for people to pay attention to these things is? Do you think it's social media to keep yourself out there? Do you think it's, you know, getting your face in front of them in person? Do you think it's mailing lists? What do you think? I I have always been a very face to face type of person. Um, social media is definitely good, but social media is crowded with realtors. Mm -hmm. So crowded with realtors, um, mail pieces do okay. But at the end of the day, calling a friend, calling a client and saying, let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's go get lunch. You know, just talking to people, knowing where they are in life and seeing how you can help Mm -hmm. relationships. How do you think realtors can help themselves stand out in such a crowded Cause you know, there were an influx of realtor members. I think yes. we gained almost 2000 members during the pandemic. 
I don't know that we'll keep all 2,000 of those extra <laughs> members, but how do you think in a very crowded, busy space, people can help themselves stand out as the one to help someone sell or buy? Mm-hmm. You know, developing those relationships is absolutely the best way. It is, and even I do this, I I see other realtors on social media. I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I don't do reels good enough. You know, it's so easy to get yourself discouraged. And in the end of the day, that's not what people care about. They care about that you care about them and you're looking out for them and that you're going to help them navigate this transition in their life. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think is important, you mentioned how many agents got into the business these last two years. And Living through 2008, 2009, 2010, um, this is going to be a different world for them. And I would really recommend, so two weeks ago when I saw the shift really happen for me, I called my husband. I was like, come sit down, print out our budgets for our businesses and personally, we got to cut. We need to get very lean Mm -hmm. because I think the next four to six months, agents are Right now, they're used to having a couple of different paychecks a month, and they're, it, that's not going to happen. Yeah. They need to prepare. So they got two things coming up on them. Christmas is coming, and then right after that in January, our dues are due. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take some agents out. They're not going to be prepared for that dues payment, and it's going to knock them out of the market. And then if they survive that, their taxes are going to be coming a couple months later. I like to pretend those don't, right. those don't come around every year. Yeah. <laughs> so the last year we just had, everybody had incredible sales, which means they owe a bunch in taxes. Yep. And if they didn't save up for that, that's going to be a really difficult April for them. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation to agents is go back, look at your marketing. If you're not using it, cut it. Stop. We, we canceled our subscription services, our bark box, our stitch fix. It's all done. It's all out now. But you know, if you want to stay in the business, if you want to survive this time, you've got to get really, really lean and make sure that it's not expensive for you to continue functioning in real estate because it's going to be light. And I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be the recession that we had, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it, for anybody to go a month without a paycheck is difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and agents are looking at, that's a tr- big reality that's probably coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's scary. And I think it's important that we re- re- reiterate that we're not in the same situation we were in 2008. You know, we're yeah. not dealing with bad lending practices. We're just dealing with a, a stalled market, truly. With Absolutely. The public is fine. <laughs> the buyers are fine. They'll find houses. They're not not affordable. They'll do just fine. Sellers are good. A lot of them are in their homes. They've got low interest rates. They're going to stay put. It's the realtors and the lenders that are going to struggle right now. They're just used to a whole different market. And if they haven't prepared for the change, it's going to come in hard. Yeah, because we're looking at, you know, a while of this, Lawrence Yoon, uh, who is the chief economist of the NAR, said it may be another year or two before mortgage rates begin to fall or even kind of level out the current situation. So I think people are going to be a little afraid of pursuing things, but I think that's the importance of a realtor, mm-hmm. you know, to explain why you're okay. You're in good hands. You can get through it. Yeah. Buying and selling in this kind of market isn't a bad thing. It's no. just a different kind of challenge. Absolutely. Right. And you know, one thing I would say to a realtor friend going into this, there's no shame if at some point you have to get a part-time job. Mm-hmm. In 2008, we had realtors working all over the place. <laughs> so, you know, don't, if if you love this business and you want to stay in this business, prepare yourself to do it and take the steps that will get you through this hard time. Cause the good days are coming again. Yep. They may not be as amazing as 2020 was, but <laughs> the good days are coming again. Just 
find a way to manage through this hard time and really work on building up your relationships with your clients. That's very important. Yeah. Well, Stacey, thank you so much for coming in and joining us today. I'm glad we had this <laughs> chat. I think this is a good resource for our realtor members all over the state to hear. It's not going to be easy, but it is possible. Yeah. Um, Stacy recommends getting in some education while you're <laughs> while you're in your downtime. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> uh, well, Stacy, thank you so much for being here. Megan, thanks for joining us too. Thank you. And thank we will you see so you next yeah. time on Refocus with the ARA.